Section 8 of Great Men and Famous Women, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Great Men and Famous Women volume one by charles f horn section eight mark antony eighty three to thirty b c marcus antonius or mark antony grandson of antonius the orator and son of antonius criticus seems to have been born about eighty three b c while still a child he lost his father whose example however had he been spared would have done little for the improvement of his character brought up under the influence of the disreputable cornelius lentulus sura whom his mother had married antony spent his youth in profligacy and extravagance for a time he cooperated with the reprobate clodius in his political plans chiefly it is supposed through hostility to cicero who had caused lentulus his stepfather to be put to death as one of the catiline conspirators but he soon withdrew from the connection on account of a disagreement which appropriately enough arose in regard to his relations to his associate's wife flavia not long after in fifty eight b c he fled to greece to escape the importunity of his creditors and at length after a short time spent in attendance on the philosophers at athens found an occasion for displaying some of the better features of his character in the wars that were being carried on by gabinius against aristobulus in palestine and in support of ptolemy alytus in egypt a new chapter in his life was opened by the visit which he made to Julius Caesar in Gaul, 54 B.C. Welcomed by the victorious general as a valuable assistant in his ambitious designs, and raised by his influence to the offices of quaestor, augur, and tribune of the plebes, he displayed admirable boldness and activity in the maintenance of his patron's cause, in opposition to the violence and intrigues of the oligarchical party at length his antagonist prevailed and expelled him from the curia and the political contest became a civil war the rubicon was crossed caesar was victorious and antony shared in his triumph deputy governor of italy during caesar's absence in spain second in command in the decisive battle of pharsalia and again deputy governor of italy while caesar was in africa Antony was now inferior in power only to the dictator himself, and eagerly seized the opportunity of indulging in the most extravagant excesses of luxurious licentiousness, excesses which Cicero depicted in the Philippics with all the elaborate eloquence of political hatred. In 46 he seems to have taken offense at Caesar, because he insisted on payment for the property of Pompeii, which Antony professedly had purchased, but had merely appropriated.
but the estrangement was not of long continuance for we find antony meeting the dictator at narbo the following year and rejecting the advances of trebonius who endeavored to discover if there was any hope of getting antony to join in the conspiracy that was already on foot in forty four he was consul along with caesar and seconded his ambition by the famous offer of the crown on the fifteenth of february thus unconsciously preparing the way for the tragedy on the fifteenth of march to the sincerity of his adherence to caesar the conspirators themselves bore witness on that memorable day by the care which they took to keep him engaged without while the daggers were doing their work within this was the second great epoch in antony's life a brighter prospect than ever was then open to his ambition by his eloquence a hereditary gift he managed to stir up the minds of the populace against the assassins of caesar and drove them from the city he made peace with the remaining representatives of the senatorial party and seemed almost to have succeeded to the power and position of his unfortunate patron but the youthful octavius whom caesar had adopted as his son arrived from illyria and claimed the inheritance of his father agreement was impossible and war ensued octavius obtained the support of the senate and of cicero and the veteran troops of the dictator flocked to his standard antony was denounced as a public enemy and the city gave its loudest applause to the tirades of his most eloquent accuser his cause gradually lost ground and seemed to be totally ruined when his army was defeated in the siege of mutina forty three b c but escaping to cisalpine gaul he formed a junction with lepidus and they marched toward rome with seventeen legions and ten thousand cavalry the wily octavius now betrayed his party and entered into terms with antony and lepidus it was agreed that they three should adopt the title so beautifully ironical of triumviri republicae constituendae and share the power and the provinces among them gaul was to be antony's spain fell to the lot of lepidus in africa sardinia and sicily were to belong to octavius a conjunct proscription followed each of the partners in the villainous design bartering the life of his friends for the pleasure of destroying his foes the detested author of the philippics was given up to antony's revenge and according to apian the number of the victims amounted to three hundred senators and two thousand knights in the following year antony and octavius proceeded against the conspirators cassius and brutus who still maintained themselves in macedonia and in the battles of philippi stamped out the last embers of republican rome while octavius returned to italy antony proceeded to greece and thence to asia minor for the sake of recruiting his funds completing the subjugation of the eastern provinces in obtaining satisfaction about the conduct of the egyptian queen during the recent contest on his passage through cilicia in forty one he was visited by cleopatra who came to answer the charges in person she sailed up the sydnus in a gorgeous bark with a fantastic and brilliant equipage and brought all her allurements to bear on the heart of the voluptuous roman her success was complete and he who was to have been her judge was led captive to alexandria as her slave 
all was forgotten in the fascination and delight of the passing hour and feasting and revelry found perpetual and ever-varying renewal at length antony was aroused by the parthian invasion of syria and the report of an outbreak between fulvia his wife and lucius his brother on the one hand and octavius on the other on arriving in italy he found that the war was over and octavius the victor and the chief cause of disagreement being soon after removed by the death of fulvia a reconciliation was speedily effected between the triumvirs and cemented by the marriage of antony with octavia the sister of his colleague a new division of the roman world was agreed on at bruntuncium lepidus receiving africa octavius the west and antony the east returning to his province antony was for a time successful his general ventidius beating the parthians and socius capturing jerusalem and conquering antigonus but after another visit to italy during which the triumvirate was prolonged for five years antony sent away his wife yielded himself completely to the evil influence of cleopatra indulged not only in licentiousness but in tyranny and allowed his affairs to be neglected or delayed an expedition against the parthians was a failure but for this his success against artavastus the armenian king in some measure compensated octavius at length determined to get rid of antony and had little need of invention to bring charges sufficient against him about two years were spent in preparations and delays on both sides and it was not till the year thirty one that the fate of antony was decided by the battle of actium defeated and deserted he once more sought refuge and repose in the society of cleopatra but was followed even there by his relentless rival at first he made a gallant effort to defend himself and partially succeeded but convinced of the hopelessness of his position and assured of the suicide of his mistress he followed the example which he was falsely informed she had given thirty b c antony had been married in succession to fadia antonia fulvia and octavia and left behind him a number of children a short but vivid sketch of antony is given by de quincey in his essay on the caesars end of section eight recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida